Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Terrence Talks Travel Uber Adventures. I'm your host, Terrence Epke. I'm ready, as always, to talk travel, so let's get started. Today's show, I'm pretty excited. i got a fellow traveler on here, um, Brian Nelson. He's written a really nifty book called A World Worth Seeing. And I'm actually going to let Brian introduce himself because um, he doesn't have a travel background. Um, so, if Brian, if you just, I want to welcome to the show first off and then just let you, if you could give us a brief introduction so that everyone listening can know a little bit about your, yourself and your background. Yeah, um, yeah. Hi, this is Brian. I was uh, born and raised a farm boy in North Dakota. Never traveled much. Uh, then wound up moving, went into trucking, and my world got bigger. And I enjoyed traveling. Um, worked three years offshore in the Gulf. And the bigger my world got, the bigger I, uh, the, the more I liked it. Um, between the offshore and going back to trucking, I decided to take a world trip, which wound up being Australia and Western Europe. After that, uh, I learned how to do the big ones, and I got hooked on international travel. And for the past 13 years, it's been trucking in the spring, summer, fall, and traveling the rest of the year. And um, it's been a wonderful addiction. Okay, so how many countries, territories, islands, and so forth, do you have a count of how many you visited? The official count would be U.N. countries, and I'm a little over 190, depending on your count. I'm only one country short at the moment, which is Yemen, which I have not been able to get to <laughs> because of the war. Um, countries and territory, territories and stuff, I've been to a few of them. Um, Obviously, there's a lot more I have okay. to go. I mean, my addiction isn't over yet. Um, it's it's a continuing adventure. Yeah, let me, let me ask you here. That's a good thing here to segue in here. How do you choose your destinations? Because for the people that haven't read your book yet, um, they don't realize that you don't go to the normal touristy places. You're going to some dangerous places, some very remote places, a lot of places that people haven't even heard of, um, and if they have, they wouldn't necessarily want to go there. I'm talking about things like Yap and Somalia, Angola, North Korea, <laughs> Afghanistan. I mean, I think you had armed guards with you, in fact, in Afghanistan, if I'm remembering correctly. No, 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 so, no. Uh, I, in the, the, the armed security, that's in uh, Mogadishu, Somalia. You have three guys yeah. like 47s um, Yeah, so you them? seem to go out of your way to find these places. So tell us your mindset. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it changes every year. At first it was just the easy ones, the ones that had highlights to go to, and then once you got done with those. So you, you kind of push the envelope every year, the easier, and then you get into visas, then you get into more difficult, and then – more difficult to the point now where I'll go pretty much anywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> it, it, so it's the what, goal of the adventure. Yeah. 
Okay, so what is your favorite place that you visited? Do you, do you have a favorite? Oh, Or maybe no, a favorite no, no, experience? No, I, um, you know. No, I mean, I, I really enjoy uh, Carnival in Trinidad. I enjoy countries like Russia and uh, Germany, Italy. Um, North Korea, I would go back if they still had the mass games, but since Kim Jong-un has taken over, the mass games have been canceled. Uh, no, Isn't I, that a shame? Well, yeah, I mean, something that was a national icon and then somebody just kind of dissolves it, yeah, that is not what you want. But, yeah, um, I mean, that's... Good. So, so talk to me though. Your favorite experience? You must have had something that you did in one of these places that stands out. Oh, and, well, one of them was the Mass Games in North Korea. Mass Games. Uh, okay. Actually, the, the time in North Korea was when Kim Jong Il was leader. Kim Jong Un had just made his first world appearance. Um, I like I said, I loved Carnival and Trinidad. Uh, other experiences. I mean, just absolutely numerous. Now, let me ask you, did North Korea surprise you, or was it pretty much as you expected? It surprised me. It surprised me. I got yeah. to ride the roller coaster in Pyongyang. Who really? Who the roller coaster in Pyongyang, yeah. Yeah. And you have to – I haven't been to North Korea, so but I've, I've read a lot, and I've actually done a show about it and all, and it's my understanding that you're kept separate from the residents the tourists are kept, like, way far away, so there's not as much interaction. A little hotel, yeah, and I, no, you know, and... Yeah, there is a lot of that. Um, now, when you go to, like, Kim Il-sung's mausoleum, which was his home, you're you're there with the locals. Um, but then again, if you were to show somebody your home, you're not going to show them the dirty closet. You know, you're going to show right. them the best of your house. And that's what North Korea does. They don't want you to see the bad part. They want you to see the good parts. Right. But we also don't make people bow to our president's statues when they come. Well, that's that's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that, that would be a cultural thing. That's a cultural thing. Yeah. All right, so talk to me about the safety. Uh, Was there ever a time, like in Somalia, when you had the armed... Um, security detail or anywhere else that you that you felt that you were unsafe or un, I mean you always there's some danger when you travel. I've certainly I've been to a lot of places that say you know civil wars and various things going on and all. But did you feel any at any time because you went to some of these sort of what people would call questionable spots, some places <laughs> that had dictators and you know all kinds of things going on? Did you ever feel at any point like? In other words, do you have any? tips or comments or advice to share with people from all this experience that you've had in some of these kinds of places? Well, never never dress or act in a way that makes you a target and always consider security where you're at, what you're doing. Now, I, I may drink in a country that has alcohol, but it will always be in the room, never at a place where you could be taken. But always keep security in mind and never act in a way that makes you a target. Okay, that's good. Okay, so tell me this, because I am surprised 
that you have not been detained often due to all these stamps that you have in your passports from these I, places. I was detained twice in Iran. But that's the only place, right? Uh, unfortunately, no. I was detained for a half hour by U.S. immigration returning from Iran. Ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, yeah. But well, yeah, yeah anyway, because you're going to places that's just... Yeah, I mean, I imagine when you're telling people, I'm just a tourist, I'm just curious, and they're looking at these stamps for, you know, all these places of Somalia and Angola and North Korea and Afghanistan and, you know, the Faroe Islands, you know, just all these places, and they're kind of like, yeah, I don't know. if you, this, isn't, this doesn't look like just a tourist thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I'm sure as soon as you're having to do some convincing that really I'm just wanting to see the world, you know, off the beaten path. Oh, they, they they get to know real quick that you're a tourist. But, yeah, I've had people look at me funny. Um, I, I had a, a security guy in Afghanistan check through my passport, and when he saw tourists, he kind of looked at me funny and smiled. <laughs> so what do you think that meant? Like oh, he, he, he didn't believe that or... Well, I, he, I'm sure he believed it. He just wasn't used to seeing a tourist in Afghanistan. Yeah, okay. Such maybe were, you were a cracker, you know, just sort of off your rocker or something <laughs> for wanting to go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you travel by yourself when you go. Is that correct? And um, Sometimes, like in Africa, it was easy just to join an overland tour. Some okay. places I've just joined overland tours, or sometimes I've gone by myself. Just depends on how much focus I want to put on in a certain area. I mean, if you want to leave and come and go at your own pace, you travel alone. If you just want to be kind of along for the ride, see what there is to see, the tour might not be a bad idea. Yeah, because I'm thinking that that might be something people need to think about if they're wanting to see some places that they're concerned well, the- about that. You know, one that's something that they could. Around, hmm. yeah, one of the best ways to get around Africa, for the most part, is overland tours. Right. I've noticed. Yeah, and there are some places it's just easier to go yeah. on a tour, like in Russia, yeah. um, for logistics and, and documents <laughs> and security and convenience. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes yeah. They, they know all the, okay. all the shortcuts and stuff, so they handle all their work. You just... Enjoy the ride. Right, right. And if people are concerned that they can still go to places that they're concerned, just just maybe do it a bit differently than how you've done it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I mean, I, I I don't want people to go necessarily where I go because I mean I wouldn't recommend that. But <laughs> if people would just get a passport and travel, I mean that would to see the real world, to see the world beyond you know what the news talks about. So that that's that's interesting because um, I, I want to ask you what is the message of your book, a world we're seeing. Um, what's the takeaway? I mean, obviously you want people to realize that you shouldn't be afraid to travel. Um, they shouldn't be afraid to get out there. But is there more to your message? Is there more that you want people to get out of this book and your experiences? Not so much. Uh, I just want them to see the world as more accessible than they thought, that you don't need to be – 
have a million dollars in the bank. You don't need to speak multiple languages. Just to know that the world's not as bad as the news says it is, and it's more accessible than people say it is. I mean, it's a far different world than it was a long time ago, and anywhere is okay. possible. Okay. I think that's good. Okay, so what's what's next for you? Do you have another adventure planned out? Are you? Oh, I've got between between November and April. I have three more trips planned. <laughs> wow! Tell so us it, here it, it, quickly. It, it, what do you got? It, um, November, I go to Pitcairn, um, Pitcairn Island, which dates back to Mutiny on the Bounty. And then in December, I go to an island called Svalbard, north of the Arctic Circle in the middle of Arctic winter. And then four disputed territories, um, going back to Saudi for a second time, going back to Mogadishu for a second time, taking the Trans-Siberian Railroad to Vladivostok, taking the ferry over to... um, Japan and then flying back and then a couple little hops around the Caribbean in February, including going back to Trinidad Carnival. Wow. So the, That's exciting. So yeah, I, I, ain't stop, I, I ain't stopping yet. Wow. Okay, so I want everybody to know, because our show is getting ready to wrap up, I want everybody to know they can get your book, A World Worth Seeing. That's written by Brian Nelson. So if you go to Amazon... And just you could either put the title in the world worth worth seeing, or you can enter the author name Brian Nelson. It's available as an ebook and as a print book, and it's a wonderful little read here. And it really opens up the world if you really want to you know, learn about because he's been. It's divided up where all the different areas he's been to, from Europe to Australia, etc. The only thing I wish Brian is that you'd gone into a little more detail about some of the places and some of the things you did yeah. because it's. It's just sort of, you know, it's just like, it's almost like sensory overload, the way. <laughs> but, but it's yeah, a great... It, it, it is almost information overload, but I kind of yeah. want to throw out breadcrumbs. If you find something you're interested in, you know, to show people every as much as I could about what's out there. Yeah, that's it's great. So everybody, you need to get this book and read it and uh, then start planning your next adventure. So um, in the meantime, we're almost out out of time. So I want to um, thank uh, Brian for coming on the show today and sharing all this great uh, information about his travels and experiences with us here. And um, you can find more information about this show and about my other travel podcast on TerrenceTalksTravel.com. There's also dozens of free travel reports that you can download from the Terrence Talks Travel Emporium. Um, and you can sign up for my blog, and I'll always tell you when there's a new show or any new information, new books or anything. And, again, that's TerrenceTalksTravel.com. And I look forward to being back soon with another episode of Terrence Talks Travel Uber Adventures. So stay tuned.